So I've spent the last few years learning from the best salesmen, marketers, and entrepreneurs. And after starting from scratch, I'm putting my knowledge to the test as I grow my income using only the best strategies I now call BDSM, Billion Dollar Sales and Marketing. Join me and follow along as I share the top growth secrets I learn as we grow our startup, invest in real estate, and change the world. My name is Austin Wolf, and you're listening to BDSM Radio. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of BDSM Radio. Today, I'm going to talk about <clears throat> who is your dream customer, not only in your business, in your marketing, but also why you need to know it in real estate. Okay, so who is the dream character? Sorry. Mm. Who's your dream customer? Your dream customer is the person that you want to serve. It's the person that you have your business for, right? So for example, um, for the Rocket Launch Medical, uh, our dream customer is a guy. You know, he, he, he's, a, he's a husband. You know, he wants to please his spouse. He's probably in his late 40s, early 50s. Look, the Rocket works for literally anybody. But in our marketing, we want to target specific people, right? So technically, while the Rocket can work for everybody, when you do your ads and you do your marketing, typically your marketing message, you know, you only want to hit one person, right? So for example, the rocket cures ED, I, I guess reverses it, blah, 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 but yeah, it cures it. Uh, the rocket reverses ED uh, for any guy, right? If you have ED. So who are guys that have ED? Uh, probably men over 40, right? Um, we might change our messaging around uh, for men over 70 years old. Uh, just because they might respond to a different type of language. Uh, but typically men between 40 and 60 is our dream customer, their husbands, uh, they aren't performing as well as they used to. And now our rocket can come in and get them back to their glory days. Right? So that's how we, uh, you know, discuss our marketing messages and that's how we come up with our marketing messages to fit that character. Right? Well, the rocket also works for young dudes, right? We had a 24 year old Navy SEAL come into our clinic, the Nova center and, he got three treatments and then his girlfriend made him stop because he was having too much sex, right? So like, like we want to hit the performance guys, right? So you, you got to talk to them a little bit different. Like, hey guys, you want to be a rocket man? Do you want to, you know, harder, stronger, whatever, blah, right? So then we change our marketing messages for them. Like, so we got getmyrocket.com forward slash performance. That's where we send those dudes to. And then just getmyrocket.com for uh, the majority of the population that's struggling with ED. This cures it, right? So... You want to figure out who your dream customer is. Who's the person you actually want to serve? Who do you actually want to help? Because I promise you, if you hate your customers, if you hate the people you are serving, you're not going to have good, you're not going to have a fun life, right? You're not, you're not going to have fun. It's not going to be fun. It's going to be terrible, right? And one thing I want to talk about is, you know, a lot of people, they want to escape the nine to five. They want to escape their boss to start their own business. Well, guess what? When you're an employee, you're serving your boss, but then when you're the boss, when you're the entrepreneur, when you're the business owner, you got to serve your customers. Your customers are the boss. Your customers are the ones who are paying you. You got to give value to your customers. Similar to how if you were an employee, you got to give value to your boss. It's just you have to give value in exchange for money. If you're the most valuable person in your company, you're never going to be fired regardless of the recession, right? If you're the one bringing in the, the money, the cash, if you're the rainmaker, you cannot be fired or else the business will die. And if they do fire you, then the business will die, right? It's their own fault. It's like a self-destruct button. They're probably not going to do that if they're smart and they have a business. They're not going to fire you, right? You got to be a top producer. You got to give more value than anyone else. Same is true of owning a business. You got to give more value than anyone else, right? So instead of serving your boss, you're now serving your customers. Your customers are your boss. That doesn't mean that they're right. A lot of times they're wrong. Sometimes your customers could even be stupid. They could be dumbasses, right? 
But that's okay. You still got to provide value. Not all of them are stupid. I promise you. It may seem like that. Maybe you got the wrong drink customer. Maybe you're serving the wrong type of person and you guys don't align, right? Like maybe you're some high you know, executive from New York and you decided that for whatever reason you want to serve <laughs> middle America people in trailer parks, right? You're probably not going to get along unless you came from there and, or you have massive amounts of empathy and you can connect with people, right? If you're you know, uptight businessman from New York, you honestly, and, and, and you like yourself, if you don't hate yourself, you probably might want to serve other high executives, right? You will probably get along with them very well if you want to serve those people, right? And then, you know, if you don't serve, if you don't serve that type of person, maybe you will see that customer as a dumbass when you guys come to a disagreeance. Now, don't get me wrong. I do think the customer can be wrong a lot, but maybe, maybe it's your fault that the customer is wrong. Maybe in your marketing messages, you weren't clear, right? Like I, for example, we're, we're doing the rocket right now. We're promoting the rocket. Uh, this is its first launch. We're still in the pre-orders. If you're listening to a back episode, we're still in pre-orders. It's uh, December 2019, and a month ago, a lot of people were upset that our marketing messages said that the rocket gives off 24 treatments. Just to give you guys some background, um, uh, I market. I started mark. I do. I started doing sales and then marketing for the Novus Center. It is a sexual performance clinic. And uh, we originally started by doing this thing called Gaines Wave. It's a shockwave therapy thing that goes on top of the penis and fixes your dick, right? Plain and simple, cures ED, right? The thing is, it costs $500 per treatment. It's super expensive to do. There's, there's a lot of overhead. You gotta train people how to do it. The nurses, you know, the insurance, the cost of the machine, the licensing, it's, it's fucking expensive. You, there, we could not lower the prices or else we wouldn't be able to provide the service, right? That's how a market works. So it's 500 bucks and uh, my dad runs the company and uh, he, he told me a story. I'm like, how did you come up with the idea for the rocket? And I'll explain it. The rocket's a home use device, but I'll explain it in a minute. And uh, my dad was like, well, I was doing a treatment on a guy, right? Like literally the dick, this dude's dick was in his hand. His name is Leonard. And, and uh, Leonard's like, you know, this thing is working for me, but I don't have enough money to like keep doing it. Right. Cause like the protocol is you need a minimum of six treatments. This poor Leonard was on his third or fourth treatment. He started seeing results, but he needed to finish it. Right. Leonard's just a plumber. There's no way it's $3,000 for six treatments. He literally could not afford it. Right. My dad, his heart sank, you know, I'm on the phones, I'm selling, I'm trying to sell people. But unfortunately a lot of people who need this couldn't afford $3,000. Right. We try to make deals and revenue declined and it just wasn't working. Right. There's, we could not make it, we could not cut the prices and make it work. Right. So my dad's like, if we have, a, if there was only a home use device that was affordable, that we could ship anywhere in the world, it would solve the problem of erectile dysfunction. And he thought about this idea and he talked to some people. He even told the CEO of Gainswave about it. They like hung out and my dad's like, yo, dude, CEO, dude, like we have this awesome service. What if there was a home use device? And the CEO was like, nah, I don't think that's a good idea. Whatever. It's not the business model. And my dad's like, whoa. And so then my dad meets this brilliant inventor uh, who came in for a treatment. And uh, this, this dude happened to be super fucking smart. And my dad told him, his name is John Hoffman, the inventor. And they started working together. And that's how the rocket was born. So the rocket stems from, we wanted to make a home use device that could last a very long time, right? It was cheap and affordable. And they ended up making, John ended up making it. He made it happen. And 
We don't know how many treatments the rocket can actually give. We did almost 100 with just one device, right? And if you think about it, if you went to a clinic like ours or any other Gainsway provider and you got 100 treatments done, what's 100 treatments times $500 per treatment? That's $50,000, right? It would literally cost you $50,000 to get the same amount of treatments that our home use device can do for $749, right? Like it's insane. So I started, we started playing with marketing messages and I said, look, you go to a treatment, you get, you get six treatments, it's three grand, right? Let's say you have really bad ED and you need 12 treatments, that's six grand. Let's say you wanna stay tuned up and you get another six and then another six, that's 24 treatments, that's, uh, that's 12 grand. I said, the rocket, you know, we were guaranteeing at least 24 treatments at the time. Uh, we're like, look, the rocket's gonna give you 24 treatments. That's $12,000 worth of value. But for whatever reason, I didn't communicate that effectively. And then people were furious. They sent us back emails. They're like, what? This thing only gives 24 treatments. This is a scam. I want my money back. Blah. And like, I was like, I remember my dad, yelled, he called me and he yelled at me. He's like, Austin, these people are idiots. We need to take that wording down. And I'm like, I know. And I just, I literally just talked to my girlfriend. I, I, I told her, I was like, Bailey, I was like, these people are fucking idiots. Like, oh my God. But then I stepped back. I'm like, hey, you know what? Maybe it was my fault for not explaining it correctly. Maybe it's my fault for not, because when you say something only does something 24 times, imagine if I sold you a coffee maker and it only made 24 cups of coffee and it was 800 bucks. You'd be like, what the fuck, right? It's my fault for not explaining that in the first place. I thought, I, we look, we have the copy on the website. But I think I sent out an email where I explained the second half. Like, look, if you go to a clinic and you pay 500 for a treatment, that's $500. If you pay six, it's 3,000. Like I did that price thing. But like, apparently I didn't explain it enough. I still think that people are idiots in my opinion. But uh, you know, even though I think they're idiots, it is still probably, I have to assume responsibility for not getting the message out there. I have to assume responsibility for not getting the message out there. So we changed our marketing and now we're changing it to, look, we're guaranteeing the rocket uh, to last two years, right? And that's it, right? We're not gonna even say treatment numbers anymore. I, you know, we don't wanna go down that road for a simple sales letter. If, we, if I'm doing a webinar, I'm thinking about doing a webinar soon, like a product launch, perfect webinar style. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go read expertsecrets.com. I'm thinking about doing a webinar soon. And in the webinar, there is enough time to go into that backstory and tell you guys exactly what I told them and explain, look, up until now, you would have had to pay $3,000 to get six treatments. Another 3,000, another 3,000, another 3,000. You can literally cut through all that, do this in the privacy of your own home for $749. Not $3,000, not $6,000, not $12,000, not $50,000, which the rocket should be worth, technically, but $749, right? So if I go through that time, I can explain it to them. I have to assume responsibility. You should be assuming responsibility too. Why am I bringing this up? Well, uh, honestly, it was a tangent, but I also wanted to bring up like, look, I didn't have my dream customer in mind. My dream customer is a dude in his 40s or, or, or 50s. And like, he doesn't have time to research the backstory of this. We're coming out and we're saying we have a cure for ED. He's been promised that his entire life and it's been a scam his entire life. I have to come and talk to him with that pretense. I have to know exactly who he is, what he's been told, what he's been promised, all the false promises that have been told to him. And I have to say, look, you've been promised your entire life that this will make things better. 
Those were only band-aids. This actually fixes the root cause of the problem. If we get rid of the root cause of the problem, you won't have a problem anymore. And then I explain how it works, right? I have to come out through that frame of mind. Now, how does this apply to real estate? Now, now I just gave you a business lesson, but how does that apply to real estate? So I know some of you are listening because for uh, sales and marketing strategies and some of you are listening for real estate strategies. And now, in essence, this show is about helping, sales and mar- helping salesmen and marketers dominate in real estate using the best sales and marketing strategies. That's what it's all about, okay? What I like to, using what I like to call BDSM. And no, we're not gonna be talking about wholesale. You know, I'm not gonna be teaching wholesales you know, probate, auction, three foreclosure, foreclosures. Uh, God, I had a list in front of me. I should probably memorize it, shouldn't I? We're not talking about any of those strategies. We're not talking about a particular strategy. We're taking a step back and saying, what do we need to do before the strategy? We need to have a foundation. We need to know our sales skills. We need to know our marketing skills. And we need to know our networking skills, which sort of the networking skills kind of plays into sales and marketing, right? And, and uh, in my opinion, the network hacking that I'll be teaching soon uh, is fucking phenomenal. It kind of ties both into sales and marketing. You need those skills to do network hacking, to do bottomless funding, right? You do bottle, you do bottomless funding the right way. If you do bottomless funding the right way, you'll never run out of deals. You'll always be doing deals. You'll be doing the deals that you want and you'll rapidly expand the, ca- the, the, the time it takes. You'll rapidly cut in half the time it takes to create the cash flow that you want, right? That's bottomless funding, right? And to do that, one strategy of bottomless funding is network hacking. And to to master network hacking, you need to be good at sales and marketing, right? So what I'm doing right now is laying the foundation. We need to lay the foundation first. Um, By the way, uh, I put a little mini course together called uh, Real Estate Foundation Secrets. Uh, If you want it for free, go to ajwrealestate.com. It's my initials, AJW, and then realestate.com. Go there, it's free. Anyway, where was I? Yeah, oh yeah, dream customer. How does that uh, relate to real estate? Well, first of all, if you're in America, you have the unique ability to choose what kind of real estate deals you want to do. What kind of real estate deals do you want to do? You get to choose. You don't have to do fix and flips if you don't want to. You don't have to deal with tenants if you don't want to. You don't have to do probates. You don't have to do auctions. Hell, you don't even have to do multifamily or apartments, although I think you're stupid <laughs> if you don't do apartments or multifamily. I literally, I literally think you're stupid. I, it's, it's insane to me. You have to, do, you have to do multifamily if you want to scale your cash flow. You have to. Like, it's a must. But you don't have to. It's up to you, right? <laughs> so I'm thinking about my dream customer, and it's you. You're listening to this. You're my dream customer. You're probably a salesman or a marketer, or if you're not, you have something inside of you that wants more and you should probably go be a salesman because you'll make a lot more money being a salesman and then you go market your own business uh, you know as, as a marketer unless you get a piece of the pie don't be a marketer uh you should only do so you should only do your job where you get a piece of the revenue that you bring in which is why everyone stresses sales is like the best way to you know rapidly expand your wealth agreed and then and then for me i transitioned from salesman to marketer once i know how to sell then I need to know how to sell to the masses. I need to scale my sales skills. How do I do that? Marketing. Marketing is just a scaling of your sales skills. I need to be able to sell multiple people at the same time without even being there, right? That, to me, that's marketing. So you need to master sales first, go into marketing, right? And then you can market your products or whatever your services are, and then you scale, and then you become a millionaire and billionaire, and then you get rich and give back, right? Capitalism. I love it. Um, love Steve Larson. So here's the deal. 
As far as your dream customer goes, I remember I took a class called Understanding Your Investor ID. Uh, I'm not going to explain to you where to get that class yet. It's under wraps. Uh, but Understanding Your Investor ID. It was probably one of the most important classes I've ever taken as far as being a real estate investor goes. One of the most important. And the guy, Jay Massey, he talks about, um, look guys, you need to understand your investor ID. Who do you want to serve? And I was like, oh, wow, this is the same thing as the dream customer. Do you want to serve, like, let's say you own an apartment and your customers are your tenants, the people that are paying you money. Who do you actually want inside of your apartments? Do you want section eight tenants that don't give a shit and low income and, you know, have a, I guess, low vibration mentality that the world's out to get them and they'll take advantage of anyone they can because they believe the world takes advantage of them. Do you want them as your dream customer? Or what about, what about uh, luxury apartments where you're going to, you got high, high level executives, you got people who are achievers, you know, people, you know, rich people who, you know, by the way, most people who are rich earned it. By the way, more than 80% of people who are rich started with nothing. Do you want people who value money, who respect it, who worked for a living, who respect your property? Do you want those kinds of people? It's a different breed. It's a different brand of people, different kind of apartment. Section eight might be C-level apartment, right? Your high-end individual might be living in an A-class apartment. It's a different style of investing. It's a different, strat- a different strategy might be involved. So first of all, who are the tenants you want to serve? For example, let's say you're a wholesaler. Uh, I recently saw a course, uh, an online course that this guy was selling. It was um, wholesaling on Zillow. Get rich on Zillow without ever buying a house. And I was like, I was like, oh my god, dude, this marketer's a genius. Like, I would never, I'm never gonna buy it, <laughs> honestly, because I, I don't believe in. I don't know. It just sounds too get rich quick for me. I know that the strategy probably has some value, and there's probably three percent of people that actually made a lot of money off of it. That's cool. That's awesome. And look, I, you know, I also believe that your success when you buy a course also comes down to you. Like you got to put the work in. I'm sure if the people that bought and didn't get results, honestly put the work in and followed this dude's advice, they would get results. Right. But it also it's get rich on Zillow without ever buying a house. It's like, uh, it's like, it's like, I don't know. It sounds too good to be true for, to me personally. Right. I don't know. I guess as a marketer, you do want Oh, but then, see, I, I'm having this debate in my mind because, like, with the rocket to tie things back in, we have a cure for ED. Like, I don't know how else to say it. This will literally fucking cure you. If you have ED, it's going to fucking cure you. But, like, you can't say that because then it sounds too good to be true and then it sounds like a scam and then I'll buy it because I just like the same reason why I didn't buy the Zillow course. It sounded it's like, ah, oh, it's too good to be true. Yeah, whatever. It sounds like a nice trick for this guy. But, like, is it really going to work for me? Like, Right. And like, oh man, this, I just, that's so cool. I just had a revelation for myself. Like you need to know your dream customer and you need to, you need to lead them down the path, right? Yeah. As a marketer, I want to put, I want to put out, I want to put out that big claim, right? I want to put out that big claim, like cure your ED with no side effects. Like what? Like I want to grab that attention. Like I love it. I'm still going to do that. I'm not going to change it, you know, cause it's, it's an awesome attention grabber and it's fucking true. Cure your ED with no side effects, right? Uh, same thing with the Zillow, like, like. Get super rich on Zillow flipping houses without ever owning them. Like, okay, it's cool. It probably works, right? I don't know. For whatever reason, I didn't buy it. It sounded too good to be true. I didn't like the um, the sales video. It seemed way... Like, I knew exactly what this marketer was doing. Maybe it's because I'm a marketer myself. And like, oh man, I know exactly what this dude's doing. I'm not gonna... See, I, don't, I actually don't watch webinars 
I do want to host some webinars uh, to teach and to sell stuff. To teach and to sell. I want to provide value first. If I provide enough value to you guys, is that okay if I provide value? Is it okay if I provide you value? Is it okay if when I provide you value, I can sell you something afterwards that'll provide you even more value? Is that okay? Is that okay if I provide more value? The whole point of this podcast is to give you value for free, right? Uh, and then, of course, I do want to sell you stuff to give you value if it's a good fit for you. If it's not a good fit, don't buy it. That's totally cool, man. It's awesome. It's good. You know, you, sh- you should know when to buy and when not to buy, right? Uh, I remember Ryan Stuman, he was talking about like what makes, he's like, how to tell if you're a good salesman. Well, how easily can you be sold? He's like, man, I'm a lay down sale. Like I'm a good salesman because I get sold super easy. And I'm like, how true is that for me? And I'm like, I, man, I get sold super easy. Like, I just love it. I love the sales process. I love being sold. If I watched the whole webinar, if I watched the whole like Zillow thing, man, I'd probably be sold. Like, oh, like even talking about it gets me like excited. I'm like, get rich on Zillow. Like what? Wholesales. But like, but then again, I also have a foundation for real estate. And like, I know like that's not my investor ID. So I see all these different products. That's probably why I didn't buy actually is because I already know my investor ID. I, you know, I see all these different real estate products. You know, Dean Graziosi also does this like wholesaling course. Like it's cool, like yeah, it's super attractive and stuff, but like I'm not about wholesaling. I'm not into it. Like been there, done that. Like I'm good. I know my path is multifamily, right? And I want to start with eight plexes. I don't want to start anywhere else. And going literally buying that course would veer me off my investor ID. I would be out of sync with myself. I wouldn't be in alignment, right? That's probably why I didn't get sold because I, you know, I already know my path, right? Once you know your path, you don't get distracted by other shiny object syndrome, right? You got to know your path. You got to know exactly what you want. Anyway, back to the dream client, back to the dream customer. Who do you want to serve? Who's your dream tenant? Who do you want to actually serve? If you're a wholesaler, the whole reason why I brought that up is because if you're a wholesaler, you're selling to investors, right? Well, first of all, you got to get the house under contract somehow. And there's a billion different ways you could do that, right? So for example, let's say I'm going after people in pre-foreclosure and I'm coming to them and I said, look, the government's going to take away your house in three weeks or... Uh, I can buy it off you for 5,000 bucks, right? Uh, so you either get 5,000 bucks and you save your credit or you don't get any money and your credit's tanked for seven years. What do you want, right? And so that's one strategy. Um, and then, so you buy the house for 5,000 and then you can do literally whatever you want with it or you can flip it to another investor, right? So in that scenario, you're actually, you're a middleman. So you kind of have two dream customers. Your first dream customer is you're serving the people in pre-foreclosure, right? That's you are helping them out of a situation, out of a terrible situation that they might have gotten themselves in, but regardless, you still need to help them, right? So uh, your, your first dream customer is the, the person in pre-foreclosure. You've got to design your marketing to attract them and help them. And then you got to go around and, then, and flip this contract to another investor, right? Wholesale uh, for a profit. You'd be like, hey, I got this house under contract. I don't want to do the work. Uh, I'll pay me $10,000. You could have this house, right? And then you make a $5,000 profit. Uh, and so then you need to be like, okay, who's the, who's the, who's the dream customer I want to attract for the back end of the deal? The investor, someone who already knows real estate, someone who's experienced probably because they can look at the deal and know within seconds whether they want it or not. And if it's a, if it's truly a good deal and numbers work, they'll pay you right then and there, right? An investor who has money or like a cash buyer. Um, so in that, if you're a wholesaler, you kind of have two, two dream customers, right? For me, uh, I guess technically, you know, if you're in real estate, I mean, there's the acquisition of the, of the property and then there's the actual gaining of the money of it, right? So I want to buy, oh wow, maybe it's, you know, I'm, I'm coming to a revelation because 
your tenants are technically your dream customers. Your customers are the ones that give you money. But but where do you get this? Where do you get the property from? You got you got to buy it from someone. So you have your dream customer, and then it's almost like you have a dream asset, right? This is this is the first time I'm thinking about this because, you know. I want to invest in an eightplex, right? That's the first thing I want to get is an eightplex. And I want to serve, you know, middle-class families, right? Middle-class families, that's what I'm after right now. You know, maybe I'll serve, you know, the executives, you know, someday, you know, 10 years from now when I'm at like Grant Cardone status. But for now, middle-class families, like I'm cool with that. You know, you got a family, like you don't want to move. It's a lot of work. You're going to stay in my apartment. Right, especially if I serve you well and, and I fix your toilets for you by calling the property management company, right? Don't ever do it yourself. Don't ever do it yourself, guys. Like, come on, hire someone else who's experienced at this. Um, so I wanna buy an Aplex. Who am I buying that Aplex from? There's different ways that you can work with an agent. So you have to know your dream agent or uh, you can network with a bunch of other people that have Aplexes be friends with them, build a genuine relationship with them, and then if they ever want to sell it or leave, um, then you just take it, you buy it from them, you, you might get a good deal. You know, maybe you look at one of those mom and pop investors who bought an Aplex a long time ago and they never bought anything else and they managed it themselves. Like maybe it's the mom and pop investor. Maybe that's your dream target. No, that doesn't sound like a good word. I'll come up with it eventually, but you know, what's your dream acquisition partner? <laughs> like, what, what, what's a good word for that, guys? Help me out. I want to know. I, this, this is a cool concept. You know, like, like who are you helping? I mean, technically, you're helping them. You're, you're selling them on selling you their asset for a good price. For You know, it's a deal. You're selling them on selling it to you. I guess in a way, I mean, Grant Cardone says you're always selling, right? You're, you're technically always selling. So, you know, you're selling to your dream customers, the middle-class families to live in your apartment. And then you're selling to the mom and pop investors to give you a good deal on their apartment, right? Maybe in a way, it's both dream customer. I don't know. I'll figure it out eventually. Maybe it's, it, maybe it's your dream end customer and then your dream front customer, you know, how you get the property. Because technically, as, as investors, you're technically always the middleman or maybe, but you're also an entrepreneur as well because you're creating something and then giving more value, right? Because generally in apartment investing, you want to do value adding. And an entrepreneur, what they'll do is they'll create something and then they'll sell it. They'll give value to their dream customers, right? Um, interesting. Huh. I'll have to think about that one. That's, that's really cool. Anyway, your dream customer. So here's what I want you to do. What kind of tenant do you actually want in your building? <laughs> what, what, kind of, what kind of people do you want to serve? What kind of people do you want to help? There's no wrong answer here. The only wrong answer is something where your gut's like, ooh, I don't know. The right answer is the one where your gut thinks it's right, right? Who do you actually want to help? Who do you want to serve? Who do you want to give you money? Who is going to give you money? <laughs> you know, I know a lot of people who make a lot of money with Section 8 tenants because there are some Section 8 tenants that know if they fuck up, they're going to lose this good deal because the way that some Section 8 works is... Let's say you got a house that's a thousand for rent. The tenant pays three hundred. The government pays seven hundred, right? So the tenant's paying only thirty percent rent. The government's covering the rest of it, which your taxes are going to that. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> that's why I love capitalism because there's no handouts. 
Um, but anyway, regardless, you know that the Section 8 tenant isn't going to fuck up anything. Because if he does, you're going to kick him out. And he's going to lose the sweet deal that he's made with the government, right? Maybe it is Section 8 tenants. Maybe it's luxury people. Maybe it's high-class people. People that have made it for themselves. People that respect themselves. People that respect property. Maybe it's families. Who do you want to serve? What kind of tenants do you want in your properties? Figure that out first. And then once you figure it out, then you can work backwards. Be like, okay, what kind of properties will attract these people? Right? For me, it's families. And when a recession hits, people are going to lose their homes. Where do people who lose their homes go to? Apartments. That's why I want an apartment. It's a win-win for everybody. People get a roof under their head. I get cash flow. That's scalable. Right? It's a win-win. I get the profit that I deserve. For providing a value to people. You need to provide value to get money. That's it. The amount of money you have in your bank account right now, unless you inherited it. Sorry, I take it back. The amount of money you earn is directly proportional to how much value you provide to the marketplace. Or to the world for that matter. I guess I would say marketplace because you can provide value to the world not get paid for it, like Mother Teresa. I would say give value to the marketplace, right? The amount of money that, that you earn is proportional to how much value you provide to the marketplace. So to do that, what kind of market do you want to serve? What kind of, what's your dream customer? Uh, just to wrap things up, we learned that it's important to know your dream customer because that is how you, um, that is how you write your marketing towards them. That is how you attract them. And that is how you serve them best. What do they actually want? What do they need? But what do they want? You know, give them what they want. Sell them what they want, right? Family wants a roof over the head. Uh, give them what they want. <laughs> Section 8 tenant wants to keep his deal uh, and just have a roof over his head. He doesn't need much. Give him what he wants. Maybe a luxury apartment owner wants the washer and dryer in his unit. You know, high tech, like dishwasher, you know, like, like boudet, whatever it's called. Uh, you know, give him that. Give him that. Give him what they want. So who do you want to serve? Give them what they want. It's that easy. But as far as uh, investing goes... You know, if you're not the kind of person that likes dealing with Section 8 tenants and then someone sells you on a course on how to make get rich with Section 8 tenants, you're probably not going to have a good time down the road when you actually got to deal with them, okay? So start now. Start knowing your investor ID. Who do you actually want to serve, okay? And then we'll get into, okay, well, what kind of properties do you want to ha- actually have to serve those people, okay? So those are the two steps. Who do you actually want to serve? What kind of properties do you want to have to serve those people, right? Um, for example, one of my dreams is to start building eco homes, be the Tesla of house development. You know, how do we, how do we come, how do we become the Tesla of house development? How do we make these eco-friendly homes that just help the environment and revolutionize the housing industry, right? Or the house building industry. I don't know if that's technically what I want to go into, but as far as real estate is concerned, it sounds pretty sexy to me. So I don't know that's, that's in the future for me, but anyway, that's it guys. Figure out your dream customer, figure out what kind of properties you're going to, uh, serve to them and then go from there. Okay. And then stay focused. So for me, I know that I'm going to buy an eight plex. I'm going to serve middle-class families. I don't need to get rich off of Zillow. Okay. That's not, that's not what I want. I, I don't, I don't want to do wholesaling. That's not who I'm trying to serve. Right. I want to serve families by providing them, uh, multifamily units. I want to buy an eight plex first to do that. Right. In a B, B class, preferably B, B plus class neighborhood. All right, guys, that's it. Uh, if you also, if you want a free resource, if you want that, to that foundation training. I, I think it's so important. I take pride in knowing that that I have a, a real estate foundation that allows me to stay focused on my goal. Okay. So if you want to, if you want to take pride in yourself, if you want that same pride, I, you know, if, if you learn the real estate foundations, if you learn the foundations to real estate investing, you should pride yourself and you would deserve it. 
because you're not going to be swayed one way or the other. You're not going to be sold to one thing or the other with shiny object syndrome. You're just going to stay the course. So uh, if you want if you want some training, I put this mini course together. It's called the Real Estate Foundation Secrets. Okay, it's the secrets that they they don't teach you about real estate, about building a solid real estate foundation. Uh, you can pick that up at ajwrealestate.com. All right, guys, peace out. See you next time. Have you ever wanted to invest in real estate but never got started or worse, bought a course and never used it? I believe most of us have never been taught the foundations you need for real estate investing and only get rich quick schemes and promises of no money down. I take pride in learning my foundations, and you should too. If you'd like to kickstart your cash flow and create a solid investing foundation to grow your empire, check out my free foundations training course at ajwrealestate.com. That's my initials, ajwrealestate.com.